Hi everyone, you're listening to Something Real, and on today's Something to Talk About portion, we are staying in Luke chapter 5 and discussing a bit more about the miracles that Jesus continues to do and how they're really not a big deal for Jesus, even though they're completely mind-blowing to people like us. But to Jesus, this is just everyday stuff, you know, showing people who he is. But it's still not all about the miracles, it's about his message and his mission. So we're discussing that today. So understatement of the century, Jesus is making stuff happen. Yeah, yeah, pretty clearly. You know, we see it in in chapter 4, and then we see it again here in chapter 5 as, uh, you know, he's doing miracles, but he doesn't seem to even be concerned about it. He's not really, it's not like, oh, let me go do some miracles. It's just everyday stuff for Jesus. It blows everybody else away, but uh, it doesn't seem to blow him away at all. That's why he's Jesus and we're not. Well, yeah, right. Well, and, and you know, like we talked about last week, th- this idea that he's the Lord of everything really means everything. I mean, there's just no part, no area of life that Jesus isn't in charge. And so when he speaks to demons and they flee, that's just normal for him because he's the king. When he you know, tells the sickness to go away, it's just normal for him because he's the king. He created everything, so no big deal. So when Jesus tells Peter, hey, we're going to go do things that you wouldn't normally do fishing. We're going to go out in the daytime. We're going to go out to the deep water. Uh, I know you've already done this, but it, that's just not a big deal for Jesus. You know, it's like, reminds me of Ernie on Sesame Street. Here, here fishy, fishy. You know, <laughs> when Jesus boat. does that, that's a serious thing, right? <laughs> so, you know, he takes him out there and... Uh, Peter and, and Andrew and James and John, these guys are, are from the area. They've already seen him. They've, they've been around his teaching. They've been amazed like everybody else. Uh, it looks like, according to Matthew and Mark, that, that he's already called them previously to follow him. So they've, they've already come across uh, Jesus. They've seen his teaching. He's already told Peter, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Now he's here and just kind of as an exclamation point, just says, hey, you know, let me... Let me show you. I'm not kidding. You know this. Right. You, you know, don't y'all, be afraid. Y'all hungry? <laughs> right. So when I say you're going to be a fisher of men, I'm not talking about a little thing. Right. I'm talking about a huge thing. And when I say put your nets out and you're going to catch some fish, uh, we're going to blow your mind here. And it's not even a challenge. But it's not. Also, he's not like, hey, look what I can do. Right. Like, yeah. He's not right. bragging about. This is it. just, just normal stuff for Jesus to to be in charge of the universe. And it's funny because you know you you touched on it a minute ago it's normal for him but it is mind-blowing stuff that we can't even wrap our head around so how can you not just you know later in this chapter just literally drop everything and be like okay yeah i'm in and we're gonna see that you know he comes out of this and then you know we'll, we'll see in the next couple of weeks here some other stories in chapter five where he uh he heals a man with leprosy and it's totally chill for jesus Totally changes this guy's life, but this is what Jesus does. It's an everyday thing. Then he has the guy get lowered through the the roof and forgives his sins. For Jesus, this is what he does. The Pharisees are blown away. That you know everybody's mind you know mind blown with this thing, and Jesus is like, okay, so I guess just to show you that I'm not kidding around, I'll heal the guy too. You know, we forgive right. the sins. That's the big deal. You think you know that's blasphemy? Let me just show you. All right, here's, here's my calling card. Here's my business card. We're going to tell him to get up and walk. And then, you know, he goes... Scan the QR code on it and go to my website. <laughs> right. He goes through all this stuff that, you know, it almost feels as if 
and, and I don't want to go too far with it, but it almost feels like Jesus, um, not really annoyed, but but just kind of like, like I've showed you, are you guys going to get this right. at some point, you know? And, and he doesn't seem to have that attitude, so I don't mean to imply that, but but I but would, you, you know, think, right? right? I mean, it'd be like, like, haven't I shown you enough? So <laughs> so seriously, you know, the angels and stuff that wasn't enough right. for you to be convinced <laughs> right. that you know the authority over demons. So you got to see another healing, you know, right. all that kind of stuff. And he does at various points say, you know, in, in the other Gospels, especially we see this, where he's like, okay, this is a wicked and adulterous generation, you want a sign. I'm, I'm done with the signs. The only sign you're going to get is the sign of Jonah, which is another story entirely. But, but in going through all of this, his focus as we saw last time, and, and we see this uh, even here, the focus is the mission. It's not the miracle. It's not getting caught up in, oh, hey, look at the Jesus show. It's we need to get the message of God's grace, God's holiness, which is why his grace is required, but his love for everyone. we got to get that message out. And so here he calls these, well, he's already apparently called them, but he gets these um these disciples who, who will still soon be appointed apostles, special messengers. He'll call them separately apart. And as he brings this out to them, he goes right to where they live. So mm-hmm. Peter is, in this particular scene, in the first part of Luke 5, he's so blown away that he falls on his face and says, Lord, go away. You know, Get, get away from me. He's at Jesus' knees. Go away from me. I'm a sinful man. Verse 8. Uh, but he's already seen Jesus have authority over demons. He's seen you know many demons come out of people. Presumably he's there or at least around because Jesus is doing this in all the synagogues in the area. Um, Peter's going to synagogue on the Sabbath like everybody else. He's been a part of this. Jesus has, uh, has healed many people. He's the talk of the area, and Peter's already decided to, to follow him. And in case we weren't sure about that, he calls him Lord here. Uh, if anybody else, anybody else comes out and says, hey, professional fisherman who knows what you're doing, I know you've been out there fishing all night, but I'm going to have you go back out and do something that makes no sense. It's totally contrary to everything you've learned about how to fish in, in the Sea of Galilee. Um, Peter's going to you know, say, hey, you're a knucklehead. Get out of here. Right. Why, are you, why are you bothering me? But with him, he says, uh, okay, we've already done this. We've been there. But since you've said it, you're the master, I'm going to do it right. because it's your word. Right. And yet, even with that, it doesn't click the same way as when they haul in these fish. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the fish is in, in itself a big deal. It's not bigger than healing lame people and, and casting out demons. But no, for but him, it was huge because sure. it's his every day. Right. This is my workplace. And he meets Jesus's every day. Right. <laughs> this is just, so it's no big that, deal for that's Jesus. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah, this is this is Christ's workplace, every right. part of this. Right. And so, you know, that's kind of where he meets us as well. And And I think that's a big part of what changes our lives. It's easy for us to see Jesus in church. Mm-hmm. And compartmentalize that. And, and say, and oh, that's nice. Him. Yeah, I'm going to follow him here. Right, yeah. So we've got our Christianity. Right. We've got our religion. We're going we to keep it there. And Monday morning rolls around, we have the rest of our lives. And, and and that, I think, is why we have such a struggle with faith sometimes. Yeah. We have a hard time recognizing that this isn't just a set of beliefs that, that we adhere to uh, as some religious thing. It's not something for Sunday morning. It's not just from you know some inspirational sermon or whatever. 
uh, or some brilliant podcast that, that people listen to. Um, it, it, this is Jesus being the Lord of my every day. 24 7 365 when i get into struggles in the workplace and i'm having a bad day he's there when my marriage is falling apart he's there when my kids are disobedient he's there when i can't pay my bills he's there he's in all of it in the everyday and he's in the miracle business uh, i had a, a friend here at church who uh, was blown away it's been many years now and he continues to be blown away by it when he began uh the choice of tithing and and Tithing is another discussion for another time, but but when he and his wife committed to tithing, that whatever happened, whether they could afford it or not, they were going to take ten percent of their gross income from their check. They I didn't tell them to do this; they came to me later and said, "This is what we're doing." But they felt this is what God was calling them to. He said, "We we had no room in our budget; we could not afford it on paper, and yet we've been doing this now for like ten years. We have never ever fallen short." on our finances hmm. since we've been doing this. Now, there are a lot of different ways that God shows up in our everyday if we pay attention, if we will listen. Well, that's the thing. Him. It's so easy to ignore. It is. Or, or just or just be oblivious to sometimes. Yeah, and, and, and maybe that's why Jesus is, is dropping fish in the boat so much so that two boats that are sinking. That you can't ignore it. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm going to get your attention. Right. And he brings them in. He's had all the, the adoring fans, so to speak, throughout the region, uh, even started that way in Nazareth. But what he was telling the people in Nazareth is exactly what we're seeing in the story here. Jesus isn't looking for fans. He's recruiting followers. I think recruiting is an appropriate word here, even though maybe it sounds a little crass or secularist. But um, he's, he's getting them on board with the mission, not just the consumer religion. Let's come, be ministered to. Jesus can, can feed us. Uh, later on it'll be literally but here figuratively he can feed us the word we can see his miracles he can heal our sicknesses and we can get stuff and Jesus is saying that's that's not what this is about but he knows the 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 miracles are somewhat necessary in order to get to get those attentions yeah and I think that happens in our lives as well that you know when we when we follow God's word when we when we do the wise things then we get the results of wisdom. That doesn't mean that nothing ever goes wrong, mm-hmm. but following God's word is always going to take us in a better way. So when Jesus heals the sick and and you know casts out demons and puts fish in a boat, uh, that's equivalent in some ways to when he gives us peace now and he gives us the ability to live a better life. Right. Now. I was just going to ask you that because you know somebody today could say, well, where's my miracle? Right. You know, how can I believe in this God and this Jesus if you know no one's pouring fish into my boat? Right. <laughs> and, and and very often he is, but we're looking for something else. Right. He's, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a good example. We're saying, show me a sign, and there's a sign, and we were like, I don't want that's that. That's not sign. the sign right. I want. Right. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. what I'm trying to say. Is you know, there's so many ways that. He shows up, and he's like, here, trust me. Look, I'm showing you. And we're like, no, 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 show me something else. Right. You know, I, I, That's not what I'm looking for. Tell me something good. Do this, yeah, tell me something good. Do this on, on my scale, on my right. schedule, according to my expectations and my timeline. And if you don't do it my way, I'm not going to believe. Well, he made it clear in Nazareth, Jesus is not going to be held hostage by our expectations. Right. But for those who are open and willing to receive it, he will open heaven. He'll he'll do these amazing things, not because he's our pet on a leash, 
but because he wants to confirm in our hearts that he is the king of everything. And when we are willing to submit to him as the king of everything, then life change happens. That's what happens with these guys. After they, you know, they've been following, they've been listening, now they're shell-shocked by it. But it says in the, the last portion of this um, in uh, verse 11, so they pulled up their boats on the shore, and they left everything and followed him. And that's what, that's what we're called to, is literally leave everything. Now, when it says they left everything, it doesn't mean they never fished again. We see the, at the end of the gospel, they're fishing at that time again. When Jesus, they think he's gone, uh, we don't know what to do, we're going to go fishing because that's what we know. We go back to the things that we're used to. And Jesus shows up in that. But what he tells them here, he's confirming what he's already told to Peter. I'm going to make you a fisher of people. You're going to go out and you're going to catch hearts and you're going to win them for the gospel. And there's so much that we can glean from this idea of fishing and casting out the nets and working together and bringing, uh, bringing people in. But the idea that they said nothing that we have, none of this that we know is important enough for us to stay behind. We need Jesus. We have to follow him. And that's where we are. We need to let go of our past, our families, our, our hang-ups, our sense of morality, whatever it is that, that we're clinging to, we need to leave everything and follow him. And that's such an, an, another thing is we cling so tightly to literally everything, yeah. whether it's tangible material possessions or ideas yeah. or you know whatever and that line really sticks with me that drop everything yeah and follow jesus you know that's unfortunately that's not easy no it's not <laughs> no and i don't it's not not designed to be easy right. i don't think god is is looking to give us easy and what he called israel to in the old testament wasn't easy but it was easy in eden it, it was a piece of cake. Following him as the only thing right. meant that we also got everything else. Thanks, guys. So, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I could feel really irritated with them, or I can recognize that if it wasn't them, I'd have done the same thing. So, right. Because I still, knowing this, I have the benefit of the gospel. I have the written word of God, and I still see what I want to do and don't do it, see what I don't right. want to do and I do it, just like Paul in Romans 7. So there's a lot to it. Before we wrap it up, a couple of books I would like to recommend kind of along this line. Uh, one of them, uh, not so uh, surprisingly, is called Not a Fan by Kyle Eidelman. Uh, and it, it deals on the same, same thing that Jesus is looking for, disciples, followers, not you know the yay Jesus crowd. The, so often we look at um, the emotional side of it. The, you know, we, we have shallow worship um, because we are basically admiring him as fans um, and Jesus is looking for followers that was big like in you know late 90s early 2000s with the WWJD bracelets sure. and the Jesus is my homeboy t-shirts well and, and I think that always ends up turning that way um, which is good in theory things, like you it, know it starts out cool right <laughs> well and even going back to the the 70s Jesus movement which you know informed a lot of my younger years um, so much of what was good about it also was dovetailed with what was bad about right. it. So we we made faith more personal, but then we also, um, in getting past the religious part of it to the relationship part of it, we also sort of dumbed it down and removed mm -hmm. the roots and and uh, we hampered Christian maturity in the process. Well, I think that leads to the the idea today, even that you know there are no rules. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. There's one rule. So I, I actually <laughs> was uh, just listening to, uh, for the record, for anybody listening, I have <laughs> Yes, just, the Domino's commercial. Little Caesars commercial. commercial. <laughs> yeah, another great pop culture reference, but I am fully clothed and uh, will remain so at all times. Uh, thank you. E- even in the shower. So as we're looking at, at this idea, um, the, the concept of following this way is big, and at least the second book that I wanted to recommend, uh, it's called Radical by David Platt. It's like 10 years old, something like that. I'll put links um, to these in the, in the podcast description. Terrific stuff, and the out. concept of it is all of my priorities mean nothing. Only Christ's priority means anything. So with both of these books, with what we see here uh, for Simon, this is a picture of what we're called to as Christians. And Jesus says later on, count the cost. Mm-hmm. Don't don't think this is just an easy thing, and you just come in and you get all the benefits, and that's how it is. It's truthfully, it's like a family. It's like anything else. There is always a cost, and if you want to be my disciple, then you have to you have to set everything else aside. And he's pretty he drills down pretty hard on that throughout the gospel. So this is just the beginning of chapter five in Luke. So do you want to give a since this is kind of the first go of that? Do you want to give a little preview of what we can? expect going through the chapter? Or? Yeah, I kind of alluded to it earlier that, that you know Jesus is changing lives here. And so what he does with these guys, he, he then also in a separate way does with a couple more people. He heals this uh, leper who comes to him and, and um, says, if you're, if you're willing, you can make me clean. You can make me whole. Jesus says, I'm, I'm willing. There you go. You're done. Uh, and again, super matter of fact with Jesus. No drama, no fanfare. No smoke. No, n- right. None of that kind of stuff. Uh, he's not trying to work up emotions the way so often we do in modern worship kind of settings where, you know, let's let's whip everybody up in a frenzy and, and, you know, hype this really good. Let's put out flyers and posters and try and drag people out. I'm willing. You're clean. End of story. Now don't tell anybody about it. Right. Which is the big thing. Go to the priest, like follow the law. That's such a big thing. That's very just a quick. And and know. it's kind of a um it's kind of a shift from what he does in these other settings where the, you got a crowd of people uh, yeah. around you. So we'll talk about that next time. Uh he heals a paralytic, pretty familiar story for a lot of folks with church background uh where um, the, the, some friends are bringing a guy on a mat because he's paralyzed and they're trying to get up to Jesus so they can't get there because of the crowd so they get up on the roof they uh, open up the roof a little bit different than a, what the hard roofs that we have today so they open up lower him down through the roof um, Jesus says your sins are forgiven which doesn't seem to actually be what they're there looking for it's another you know thing to explore there a little bit um, the religious leaders are, are ticked off this is blasphemy how dare you only God can do this and Jesus well. says, well, let me show you something. In case you're wondering, uh, I am God, so get up and walk. Now they're mad because, you know, he's healed the guy. So everything, they're just going to get mad, they're, you know, which is something that we see a lot today. There are some people who are just going to be mad. <laughs> they're just, they're just going to do they that. They should have a Snickers. So they should have a Snickers. <laughs> um, and then he calls another um, another one of the disciples who will become an apostle, Levi, who's a tax collector. And there's no miracles involved here, but... Uh, people are ticked off anyway because he's associating with the wrong crowd. Uh, so that's kind of a theme for Jesus. Uh, he's coming to uh, seek and to save that which is lost from Luke nineteen ten, and in here in chapter five he says, "I didn't come to, the, I didn't come for the healthy. I came for the sick. Mm-hmm. It's the sick that need a doctor." So um, 
we're going to see all those things going forward. And I, I think this is important because a lot of the stories in this chapter people are familiar with. So I think yeah. diving into each one a little bit deeper and kind of talking about what they really mean and, and what really what is really going on, I think that's going to be useful for all of us. I think so too. And looking at the other Gospels, <laughs> of Ma- uh, Matthew, Mark, and John, uh, to see some of the parallels and fill in some of the gaps in between. Um, while Matthew, Mark, and Luke are all synoptic Gospels trying to give this picture, this story as we go along, they have different approaches. And so in those different approaches, um, some of the timelines that Matthew and Mark might have look a little different in Luke's because he's not really trying to get that timeline the same way Mm -hmm. as they are. Uh, Plus he's recording stories sometimes that they aren't or they're recording some stories that he's not. So to fit those things together gives us a fuller picture. And then John has an entirely different approach uh, to the gospel from a different uh, a different vantage point, and uh, so we really want to, as always, interpret scripture by scripture. If we're looking at a passage of the Bible, we want to see what does the whole counsel of God say, and that gives us a pretty good whole picture. Cool. All right. Well, we'll continue with chapter five next time. Then we'll catch you guys later. <laughs>